Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Ladies and gentlemen, I want winners. I want people that want to win. Go ahead. What's up, man? From Belmont, North Carolina, at a combined weight of 526 pounds. You play to win the game. Your tag team champions of the world, Brian Rushing. But they are who we thought they were. Corky Franks. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. The Rush Hour Morning Show. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, that's why sometimes I call you guys commies. That's why. And we welcome you back to hour number two of the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Wednesday morning. Really want to thank Brad Sloan for coming on the show this morning, talking about his Stuart Kramer storm. Um, Corky, that having spent some time watching their social media, seeing some of the people that are involved there at Stuart Kramer, um, that's a group there that when when the machine gets rolling the way that it's possible for that machine to get rolling, um, that's when they do things about as well on the social media side as anybody, and they do a really good job of promoting their own brand. So hopefully, Coach Sloan, the Storm, even on the girls' side, they can get this machine rolling because when it happens – they do a very good job of telling their own story. And hopefully, we'll have an opportunity to continue telling their story as well because there's a lot of good people over there at that school. Mike Patton leading the charge over there in the athletics department. We love talking to those people about their kids. You know, and this is totally different from football season. It just wrapped up last week, right? And, right. you know, before the season starts, I mean, whether it's fair or unfair, you can pretty much tell – where these teams are going to finish, right? But the, there's a surprise or two along the way, you know, like South Point got beat by Hunter Huss, things like that. But you can pretty much tell where teams are going to finish. In this basketball thing, man, this season it's like two halves. You know what I'm saying? You got the first half, then you have a break. And like you say, you can come back after the break. You can be better. You can be worse. But it's fun to catch these guys on the front end, see what their psyche is, see what they're feeling. Then you come back and see for the long run. You, and, and that – you know, you get to tell a story a little bit longer, you know, during the season because sure. it's, you know, dude, high school football, three months, and that thing's over. It's or, or, or a couple weeks, really, basically. Yeah. This basketball thing is it's two halves, and anything can happen after Christmas. I like to hear what these guys are thinking before they go to the break. Well, and, and, and talking to Brad Sloan, as we just did a moment ago, I mean, there's an opportunity here. I mean, the, the one thing worse than catching a Kings Mountain Club in conference play is catching a Kings Mountain Club when they're playing at optimal efficiency going in toward the playoffs. That's a team 
that I really wouldn't want to run into. There's an opportunity here. If Brad Sloan and his storm are going to steal a ball game from Kings Mountain on the road, this is pretty much the perfect time of the year to try to make that happen. Yeah, it is. And and if you get that win early in the season, then you're a a game up, you're a tiebreaker up, you know, for when it really matters, you know, six, eight weeks from now. You also got to remember that East Lincoln beat Kings Mountain last week by six points. And uh, just last week, Stuart Kramer took down East Lincoln, beat them by eight, right? At their place. Right. Well, so, so, so you know those kids are thinking to themselves, hey, you know how it is. You know how we think. Sure. As coaches, as kids, as fans, as spectators. Hey, well, my t- this team that we beat beat the team we're playing, so I think we got – you know how it is. Well, and we're, we're kind of teasing this out a little bit because I know that people you – know, and Coach Sloan said, this thing goes through Kings Mountain, and I get that. They've certainly earned those flowers. But Ashbrook – Ashbrook's going to really change the dynamic of this league yeah. because this is a club last year that could have. I think this year this is a club that's probably going to. Speaking of Ashbrook, I reached out to Coach Dellinger this morning, so, okay. we're, so, we're, so we're working diligently trying to get him on the show for either tomorrow or Friday. So we're trying to work that out right now. Really hoping we can make that happen tomorrow. I'd really love to talk about the Ashbrook Green Wave and what they've been able to do because they're a juggernaut. They're fantastic. Do you remember back in uh, baseball season and it was Easter break and we were talking about how how just do away with the Easter tournament and have like an all-star weekend for the high school teams? You yes, know what sir. I'm saying? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I, I, have the coaches. All about it. Have the ADs. Have whoever vote for these players uh, or pick play, select players. And have this all-star. Or make them seniors or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, have somebody come in and cater it. Just treat them special for a weekend. That'll be nice. That way you can still go to the beach and hang out with your family mm-hmm. instead of losing two games Monday and Tuesday and losing your whole vacation. Right. Let's be honest. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a win-win for everybody. Um, I had a conversation with yes- somebody yesterday, and they're in the works right now of, of doing just that same thing for football, for having an all-star bowl game for Gaston County. That's in the works for next year. An all-star basketball game, girls and boys in Gaston County. There, there's an there's a organization working on that right now. Now, whether it comes to fruition or not, who knows? But, hey, it, somebody's giving it a shot. You see what I'm saying? Just like, hey, we're going to have the Rush Hour Morning Show football jamboree next year. We talked about it, right? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> is, is, did I miss a memo? Yeah. Yeah, you missed a memo because you decided we're going to stick around for year two, right? So <laughs> we're going to stick around for year two. We're going we're gonna to do that thing. We're going to make it happen. Well, I mean, look, I, I think this show is perfectly situated to help promote these types of things. I mean, you've got, the Queen, you've got that bowl game over in Charlotte that Dan Rothwell, yeah. David Devine – that coaching staff, uh, you've got Coach Washington over at Mountain Island Charter. Yeah, for they're, all, coach. they're all part of that. Yeah. And so we're going to have an opportunity to see that unfold this weekend. Right. So there's, you know, there's going to be some of that. Look, I would love an opportunity. And, and, and let's be honest, this is why we're here. I'd love an opportunity for those types of all-star games to find their way to Gaston County and actually be played in Gaston County because they've already got a built-in megaphone for their games themselves, the Rush Hour Morning Show. Okay, let me ask you this. Why be be stingy? Why just make it Gaston County? Why not make it Gaston, Cleveland, Lincoln County? 
Well, Why would you not do that? Whatever. I, I mean, I mean, you get the best of the best. Somebody's going to get. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I mean, I, I got no problem with that. I saw. Um, I don't know if I can pull it up in time. I saw an article this morning um, from on the Gaston Gazette. Um, what Shelby area football players rewrote history in 2023? Friend of the show, contributor to the show, Joe Hughes. Uh, he wrote an article about all these kids breaking records in Cleveland County. Did you see that in football? I, I didn't see the article. Um, well, it talked about Ben Mooney became Cleveland County's all-time passing leader uh, with 7,761 yards. This is what Isaiah Best had, right? He was the leader in the clubhouse. Mooney ended up throwing for 8,314 yards and 95 touchdowns. And he may get to enjoy that for maybe two seasons. Yeah. The way these kids are throwing you, around. You've got Land Farmer just basically nipping at his heels. He's if, been looking at 10, 10 Gs, cuz. I know. And, and 100 touchdowns. And and that's going to probably last maybe three or four years. Okay. Then Burns had uh, Jeremiah Norris. He became the ninth Cleveland County uh, running back to have more than 4,000 yards. He finished with 4,512 wow. yards, 64 touchdowns. I right? mean, that's – for for that to happen, you're coming out of the wrapper as a freshman. You're either you're either putting three monster seasons on the field as a sophomore, junior, senior, or you're putting together four really solid seasons from start to finish. That's right. a phenomenal number. All right, what about the Flash, that Bridges kid, right? What about what about him? Um, he ended the season with eighteen hundred eighteen <laughs> receiving yards. Isn't that crazy? That's Look, NFL numbers. I mean, look, and that's the thing about it. 30 years ago when we were in high school, 1,800 yards for a receiver, you, you could put five or six teams together and they're not going to put 1,800 yards together offensively from and, the passing game. And then don't forget about Crest, Natavius Husky, 7,981 yards. Only Mooney, Mooney and Husky, one and two in Cleveland County. 19 yards away from 8,000 passing in your career. That's in, in either one of those guys, if you've got Coach, either one of those guys leading your offense, you're going to have a pretty good offense. I bet Coach Sosby's been crying for three weeks trying to figure out what he's going to do for next year. Who's going to replace those guys? You know what I'm saying? Who does? I, and, Nobody and replaces them. You, you, just, you just don't walk around the campus and say, Hey, kid, think you can throw a football? Hey, kid, I, hey, think you can throw for 10,000 yards? Come give us give us a shot next week. No, you got to be made for that. You just can't show up and it happens. you either built for it or you're not, right? Land farmer sitting over there saying, hold my Powerade, watch this. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Hey, just so just imagine if you have a Gaston County all-star or football bowl game, right? I don't know. I guess you pick a school. I would say Stuart Kramer, wouldn't you? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. AstroTurf, all that stuff. Where else? You, maybe you could go to Kings Mountain. I don't know. The place is nice. You know, you just pick a field like that. I think you really need to include the Cleveland. Because Cleveland County can't do it by themselves. You see what I'm saying? Lincoln County can't do it by themselves. Maybe Gaston County could. Maybe. But I tell I mean, you what, if you could find a way to unlock the gates, you could have it over at Caramont Health Park. I mean. They ain't using that place for nothing, are they? Well, not, at the, off. not at the moment. Go there and chalk that sucker off, and when it's over, get your backpack blower. Just I mean, blow the chalk off. That's the thing about it. I mean, that's a multi-purpose facility. I, I think that, that Caramont Health Park would be a great place to have something like that just because, and it's such a multi-purpose facility. 
you could bring in seats around the field. You could use the seats that are currently already in place. You can make it a festival atmosphere with what you've got going on, the concourse areas and all that stuff. That would be a phenomenal place to hold an all-star event of that nature. I know a guy who sounds really good on the uh, public address system over there. Might slide him in the booth. I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> He'd feel right at home over there, wouldn't he? Uh, hey, yeah. but, but wouldn't that work, Brian? Would that not work? No question. You, uh, it's, a, it's, a way to, it's a way to showcase the talent. Yep. And, and, dude, listen, besides that, Brian, you get invite the scouts to come in here. At the end of the day, I want to see these kids go to college. You see what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. Have a chance to go to college. I don't care where you play high school ball. I mean, we some, we need to get over that ego stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's that, make it about these kids. Let's get them all in college. Let's get them a degree. Let's teach them how to be young men, teach them how to be young women, and be you know contributors to society instead of just you know draining the life out of somebody you know, after you get out of high school. Nobody wants to be around that. And that's a great, uh, great way to showcase the kids showcase the coaches, invite some scouts to come down. So why would you not make it a multi-county deal? There's not enough talent in Lincoln County to have a daggone bowl game. There's not enough talent just to have a bowl game in uh, Cleveland County. And there's probably not enough talent in Gaston County to have a, a bowl game. It would be a watered-down version. It wouldn't be like a Mecklenburg County deal. You see, Do you agree? But you take all three counties, all three counties, and put something together, yeah, that would work. I think so. Especially with football. I think the folks in Cleveland County would probably push back against that. I think they would think they've got enough talent they could put well, if together they do an that, If they team. do, they keep their tail up there, then they need to get rid of their egos as well. Well, no, what I'm saying is – You hear is what I say. They, they believe that they've got enough to where they could field their own all-star team. Uh, four teams? Go, yeah. Man, you crazy. You crazy. I think they believe they could they could field an all-star team. Okay, take, tell them to take their all-star team and go to Mecklenburg County see how bad they get beat. Okay. See what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Uh, this it ain't about competition. It's about listen. If Cleveland County has the best quarterback and receiving core than anybody in Gaston County, guess what? You put them out there. I, and that's what put I'm the, saying. I mean, put the best out there. Think. I mean, think about this. I, I mean, n- now, now I'm now I'm starting to see the stars in the sky. You I mean, mean, you mean to tell me Trent and Cheryl couldn't be on that team? With Mooney and not, Husky and Farmer, I'm not. Why would you you put two on one side and two on the other? I get that, but what, what I'm telling you is this: if you made an all-star team in Cleveland County to compete against any other all-star team that you could put in this area, I'd put that Cleveland County team up against any of the other all-star teams. Like, because if you've got, I mean, seriously, look at this: Land Farmer might be your third stringer. On this all-star team. I mean, that's that's legit. Yeah, but here's what I'm saying, Brian. You, you put you put a couple quarterbacks on each team, and you give them time. You give them so many plays, and then you get run them out. It's sure. Not, it's about giving kids a chance to play with the best. I, I understand. It ain't about it ain't about having a you know what contest. <laughs> okay. About, I, I, unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of times, a lot of times. People take themselves too seriously, including yours truly. I'm saying this is a fun event. It's a way to showcase and look and and, uh, and give these kids, like you like to say, give them their flowers, give them their respect, let them go out there and hang out with other people that are just as good as they are, and you know just just acknowledge them and honor them. That's what I'm saying. Just go out there and have a good and, time. And, and I I think that the easiest way for me to consider doing this 
would be you just lay it all out on the table. Now, but, you, you could take Kings Mountain's defensive front, and ain't nobody else getting in. You take them four guys. But what, but what I'm saying is <laughs> couldn't you? If, if you took the four Cleveland County teams, made one all-star team out of that group, and then you took Gaston and Lincoln, and you made an all-star team out of that group, I think you would have – You'd have a really good ball game. I think you'd have a really good ball game. I think you'd have a highly competitive ball game. I think you'd have a lot of all-stars, and I think you'd have a lot of coaches clamoring over those set all-stars. Okay, well, well, let's be honest now. Let's be honest. Uh, Cleveland County was undefeated against Gaston County in football this year, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Decidedly so. Now, here's my thing. How often does that happen? Listen, let's let's not – no mistake, they are loaded. They were loaded this year. They had a lot of talent. Okay, what are they going to have next year? You see, I'm talking about in the overall grand scheme of things. I, I, I know. I'm not talking about year after year, I, you know, switch it I up. Know. I see, know. I know. Listen, one year, one, hey, next year, Lincoln County may have all the athletes. I know they got the last two 3A state champions. I know that. Well, Hickory's in Catawba County. Well, I'm, ta- well, I'm talking about the conference. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I'm talking about in that, in that conference. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, look, Dave Lubowitz, I'm sure, could probably lead some all-stars up in Lincoln County and put together a pretty decent team. I'm sure, yeah. So so maybe it's not a county thing. Maybe it's a conference thing. Could be. Yeah. Do a it, conference thing. It could thing. be. Yeah. I think that could work. I think that absolutely could work. Because, uh, and I, I misspoke there, but you, what I was saying was they're in the same, same league. You see what I'm saying? I know, obviously, I know Hickory's not in Lincoln County. Right. But you know what I'm saying? They're in the same conference. Sure. So, look at all the talent in that conference. I know. Look at the talent in the uh, uh, Big South 3A. Then you got the, the 1A, 2A, 2A league. Yeah. yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? I think you can make a really good uh, all-star game out of that. Let's take a timeout. We'll have Benny Moss, the interim head coach at Coastal Carolina, coming on here in just a moment. And then in the final block, we'll talk about what we saw last night in Belmont between Fort Mill and Belmont. We'll talk about the Queens App State game and so much more as we continue on this Wednesday morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Boland can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Bolin at Allen Tate Realtors. That's 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allen Tate Realtors. Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving, offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Hi, folks. This is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. 
on the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved. Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory, even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising Advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in North Carolina needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Welcome you back to the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Wednesday morning. Let's go ahead and bring up the interim head coach of Coastal Carolina University, the Chanticleers. Let's welcome Coach Benny Moss onto the show. Coach, good morning. Welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Good morning, Brian. I appreciate you having me on today. Well, it's it's fantastic having you on this morning. Coach, let me let me go ahead and get started. I mean, the reality is, is eventually you get a phone call, you get an email, you uh, somebody reaches out to you, and they tell you that Cliff Ellis, who at the time was the active NCAA Division One leader in head coaching wins, is stepping down. And you're going to be the interim head coach. What were some of the things that went through your mind when you got that word? Well, uh, first of all, you know, Coach Ellis, you know, I, I'm very happy to be the interim head coach. You know, it's, it's a blessing. Uh, don't like the circumstances within which I get to do this, being that Coach Ellis and I are so close. I mean, he, he's family to me and my family, they've taken us in for the last 13 years and known him well before that, that back to his days at Clemson, uh, where Bobby Lutz worked for him, who I worked for at Charlotte. And, you know, so it was bittersweet, uh, to, to get this opportunity, but really coach Ellis brought me into a meeting, uh, shut the door and basically told me what was going on, what he was doing. And the first words out of my mouth were, are you sure? Are you certain? And because if not, don't do it. 
because coach, you you've earned the right to coach for as long as you want to coach, you know, the winningest active coach, uh, all time before he stepped down and, you know, taking four different programs to NCAA tournaments, winning, I think over 170 games at all four. So to replace a legend, uh, who's a friend, uh, it's an off, awesome opportunity, but uh, you know, it was bittersweet when, when he said that to me. Well, I, I, I could only imagine. I mean, the reality is, is you spend as much time as you have under the tutelage of Cliff Ellis, and now all of a sudden your world shift dramatically last week when that decision was made. You know, Coach, at, at what point were you able to somehow – you know, sift through the emotions of, of what was transpiring and then all of a sudden come to the realization like, um, okay, I guess I better get to work. Uh, when, did, <laughs> when did all that go? Because, I mean, this isn't a circumstance to where you're, you're, you're getting some lead time. This isn't a situation where you're like, you know, at the end of the season, I'm going to call it quits. This is going to be yours um, and go. You're literally going from lunchtime you're now the interim head coach, and by the way, you've got practice at two. You've got just hours to sift through this. I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Well, it, it was, to say the least, it was a pretty chaotic 48 to 72 hours. Uh, you know, you go from that meeting with coach where he tells you personally what he's doing and that he has already got it from on good accord from the president, Dr. Benson, and the athletic director, Matt Hogue, that you're taking over. And they're going to be in touch with you before the press conference, after the press conference, to, to reassure you that you've got their support. And let's go in and let's have a staff meeting, and I'm going to tell the rest of the staff. And so we, we go into a staff meeting, and Coach tells the staff. And at that point, Coach said, okay, well, we've got 45 minutes before the team's going to be here. Uh, Benny, they're yours. And so I had my first staff meeting right there. Uh, then we brought each assistant into my office and we had an individual staff meeting and kind of on the fly trying to delegate some new responsibilities, uh, you know, to, to guys, you know, as we're going to be in essence, a man down and it's the head man that's going to be down. And, you know, then we go down and we talk to the team. And coach tells the team and, you know, after about a 15, 20 minute conversation there, we have our first team meeting uh, without coach. And then obviously with how things went down and how fast, you know, get each of those guys up to individual meetings as well. And, oh, by the way, in two and a half days, we have a game, uh, you know, (laughs) against a, a pretty good opponent in Wofford who had won two straight coming in had gone to middle Tennessee state and won and had gone to Gardner Webb and had a, had a huge win there where they were up about 17 to 20. Indeed. And yeah. You know, so, Oh, well, you know, yeah, we've got to get over this and we've got to move forward because, you know, in, in two and a half days, we've got a game. And so it was, it was very chaotic. And then to have the press conference and to deal with the media and, you know, and, and even when before the press conference, having to try to fill the calls and, and, you know, I apologize to any national media that texted me 75 times that night and called 
25 times that night trying to get the scoop, trying to say they've heard this and want confirmation. And, you know, I apologize because that was not going to be my first act as the interim head coach was to break the silence. And Cliff Ellis had earned the right to go out his way at his press conference and tell the world at the right time. And, uh, you know, so it was, it was pretty chaotic and all we could do last week was work on the mindset of our players, you know, get them in an upbeat, positive frame of mind, get back to work, focus on a game. Um, you know, there wasn't a ton we could do new from X's and O's cause the game plan had already been put in by myself and coach for the Wofford game. And now, you know, this week being exams, you know, practices have been a little shorter because, you know, we have exams during this time and they're different. It's not like your normal routine class schedule, you know, exams are at different times. And, but we're having time to practice and to do some things different and to do some things that we need to work on. Uh, so this team can get better and hopefully peak in, in January and, and make a run at this conference in the Sun Belt. Interim head coach of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, Benny Moss, here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, I, I want to follow up on what you said about exams. Has the exam season given you an opportunity to exhale a little bit, or has it further complicated the timetable in which you would ordinarily operate with the program? Well, it, it's been an, another adjustment, you know, and I, I hate to use the word chaotic, but it's like, since I found out, it's not been a normal schedule. And, you know, and, and we probably won't have a normal schedule until Friday, you know, because exams in Thursday. But then, you know, we have a, a local young man, Jimmy Nichols, who, who graduates on Friday. So we're adjusting practice time around graduation so that we can be there to support him and he can be at his at his walking ceremony and things like that. So until after that practice Friday, you know, Saturday will be a little bit normal, but then we leave Sunday heading to Charleston to play a very, very good and well-coached college of Charleston team on, on Monday night down there. So it's been, it's been, it's been adventurous to say the least, but you know, through the chaos, you either find calm uh, or, or, or you succumb to the pressure. And, you know, I'm, I've done this, this is my 31st year. Uh, you know, I have had the privilege of being a head coach before, um, you know, and, and I've worked for some very, very good basketball minds between Coach Ellis and Bobby Lutz and, and a guy named Rand Chapel, who's coaching junior college now, uh, who's a longtime NAI and Division II coach that's won tons of games as well. And, you know, you just call upon those guys. And, you know, and Coach Ellis didn't just ride off into the night. He's, he's still around. Uh, he's been to one or two practices uh, since since this occurred last Wednesday. Uh, he came to the game this past Saturday, sat upstairs, and uh, he and I visited after, after the staff meeting. We visited on Sunday and talked about things he saw and what we were trying to accomplish. And you know, so it's you know very fortunate that I have been down this road uh, because in any other circumstance, you know, it, you may not be ready. But uh, to have the experience I've had for so many years and plus the four years as the head coach at Wilmington uh, have prepared me for this moment. Well, and, and, and you mentioned that time that you spent at UNCW. I, that was the next question that I was going to ask is 
What have you been able to pull out of your quiver from your time at UNCW to immediately implement here? Some of the things, some of the notes that you might have taken that's going to help kind of smooth this process through as you dive into what's going to be an incredibly competitive Sunbelt Conference schedule. Well, you know, at Wilmington, you know, I was very fortunate to get that job because of all the success we had had at Charlotte with Coach Lutz. You know, my last six years at Charlotte, you know, we went to, um, you know, four NCAAs and an NIT. went to postseason five out of those six years, so I was fortunate to get the job. Uh, you know, there, there were some turmoil when I took the job. Uh, when I got to Wilmington, there were six scholarship players on May 1st. Uh, and just for reference, back in 2006, there was no transfer portal. There was no immediately eligible, <laughs> uh, you know, that you that you could really build a team like you can now, you know. So we had we we were very cautious and signed a couple of high school kids, signed one or two junior college kids that we thought could help us. We didn't just go waste scholarships, uh, you know, on guys that didn't think could help us moving forward. So the first year was a very big challenge in that. You know, you had six returners. Only one had really played a lot, a kid named T.J. Carter. And you find out at the end of May after you get the job that he has a sports hernia, has to go to Philadelphia to have a major surgery, and had the red shirt. And so it was pretty chaotic there also. Uh, but we, we did the right things. We, we handled it the right way. And in year two, we were able to win 20 games and have the nation's biggest turnaround. And uh, unfortunately there – uh, in the midst of that great turnaround season, um, Mike Capazio, who hired me as the athletic director at Wilmington, was let go. And uh, so we went through a ton of changes again. And to say the least, you know, the next two and a half years um, weren't, weren't, weren't great, but it was a great learning experience. And I have been able to draw on some of those experiences for this. And, you know, I thought I was ready in 2006 to be the head coach and you know I was stubborn and you know it was going to be my way we were going to do it this system regardless of what personnel I had and I think the thing I learned the most there uh, I'm more prepared this go round and the reason is I'm, I'm, I'm able to adapt more and to adjust more and to change what we need to do based on the personnel that's in place as opposed to just saying well I'm going to do this whether 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 these guys are, are ready for it or not and that's what we've done you know this this weekend especially we've been able to change some things and do some things without going into too many specifics but you know this team has has struggled to defend the three-point shot we've just we've struggled to keep teams off the offensive glass and we've, we've gone back to the drawing board and we're doing some things fundamentally different uh, as well as scheme wise. And hopefully it'll, it'll over time, uh, you know, improve for this team so we can make a run at the turn at, at by tournament time. Coach Benny Moss here with us on the rush hour morning show coach. You know, you've talked about some of the wrinkles that you've started to incorporate uh, as far as an X as an O standpoint, but in reality, one of the things that I think in a situation like this that becomes as important, if not more so important, as far as the X's and O's are concerned, is, is creating a sense of stability for those guys in the locker room. As you start to feel these days start to regulate, so to speak, if, if that is a possible term that to be used in this contest, context, 
Where do you see this club as far as what you're able to bring to stabilize the guys in the locker room, especially diving into that very difficult Sunbelt Conference schedule? Well, first and foremost, you know, through the individual meetings as well as my first team meeting without coach, uh, the, four, the, the thing that has helped is of the 13 guys that are here on scholarship, I recruited basically eight of them. And so there was that relationship before they even got here. And then, you know, the other ones, uh, you know, as coach was continuing through, you know, the later years of his career, um, other assistants were recruiting guys. I was more important in, I was sent on the road to see these guys to see if, okay, are we going to bring this kid on a visit and offer this kid? And so I had a, even a hand in those guys as well. So these guys and myself, we have a great relationship going into this change into the interim head coach. And, you know, the other, the other thing that we're drawing upon is, you know, this team being that we have nine new guys, uh, we knew it was going to take a little bit of time for them to come together to fit into their individual roles within this team. And, you know, the thing I can do moving forward is try to help redefine those roles and make them more clear. Uh, and then, you know, with nine new guys, you know, you've got some high school kids who are playing college for the first time. You've got some college transfers uh, who are, have been used to big roles at a very similar level that want that same role. You've got some high major transfers who have transferred to you that, are looking for a bigger role than they had at the power five level. And the thing we have really done is we've narrowed their focus, uh, especially in the last week. Uh, a lot of these guys were becoming result oriented and they were more focused on the end result and the end product, as opposed to the processes that have to take place to get those results. Uh, we were kind of putting the cart before the horse, so to speak. And, you know, so what we've been able to do is we've been able to go backwards and, you know, we want, we want to win many battles. You know, if, if a game is a war, you've got to win the battles to win the overall war. And, you know, we break up practice into offensive segments, defensive segments, and we try to win each of those segments and get better with each segment that goes by. And if we do that, we can start stacking good days. You know, if you win segments in practice, you have a good day. Well, the next day, you want to get better and have a better day than you had the day before. And if this team can continue to stack good days upon good days, those results that they're wanting, they'll take care of themselves. And that's kind of been the message, and the guys have really bought into it. And they're focused one segment of practice to the next, even, even keeping scores and stuff. You know, get winners and losers you know, in shell drills, in transition drills, and, you know, and, and make things more competitive, you know, and, and break it up that way. And, and these guys are really buying in, and I'm very excited, you know, about how the intensity and, and, and the positive outlook are moving forward. And, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. And, you know, but hopefully we'll make a great showing on, on Monday at Charleston, and we've got a game against North Carolina A&T on Thursday. Then we take a break for Christmas break. Then we come back. We get four or five days before we start conference. And if we can just get better with each day, I think this team could peak sometime in January. Coach Benny Moss <laughs> here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. 
Coach, I've got time for one final question, and it's probably the one obvious question that I would want to ask you. What's it going to take from your standpoint for you to put your best foot forward to have that interim tag taken off of you and you can become the head coach of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers for the foreseeable future? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, first and foremost, I'm a person of faith. Uh, you know, I've prayed for 13 more years to get an opportunity to be a head coach again since I left UNCW. And, you know, God has opened this door for me. Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to have fun. Uh, you know, I'm enjoying we, when coach walked away, we had 21 more regular season games plus any postseason. Uh, my goal is to have fun, hold guys accountable while having fun, demand you know, certain things that, that, that if you don't do it, you're probably going to come out of the game and these guys understand it and they've accepted it. And it's nothing personal. You're going to come out. You're probably going to go back in. Just don't, you know, just don't screw that thing up again. Uh, but I'm going to have fun with it. We're going to be positive. We're going to be as well prepared as any team in the country. You know, we're going to have game plans. We're going to scheme. I've got a great staff. Uh, you know, and Warren Gillis, former player, Matt Hurt, who's been here 13 years as well, uh, Joey Brooks and Nima Omidvar, you know, those guys, you know, are, are, you know, bright young stars in this business. And with that being said, I, my focus is like I told our team, you know, I'm not focused on a big picture of what it's going to take to win this job and get the interim tag off. I want to have one good day after the next. You know, there's always two people who can't have a bad day in practice, and that's the point guard and the head coach. So I've got to have a good day every day. And if I have a good day every day and I get the most out of this team uh, and I show positivity, I show some change, and I show some energy, uh, and we do have good day after good day, the results will follow. And, you know, where – Wherever that is, I don't know if that's, you know, 14 more wins in 20 games or 12 or 16 or, you know, who knows. But I know if we stack good day after good day at the end of the at the end of the year, this team is going to be where they need to be. And hopefully that interim tag can come off. But if not, you know, it wasn't God's will. And, you know, the next door will open. Well, Coach, I'm, I'm certainly pulling for you. Uh, I know that this Sunbelt Conference is going to be a difficult road, but I certainly wish you the best. And, and H- Coach, I'm hoping that you're going to let me reach back out to you sometime in January. We can try to catch up, see where things are with the Chanticleers, and uh, who knows, maybe start making plans to get a trip down to Conway, South Carolina at some point before the end of the year. I mean, let's be honest. There's worse places to go and watch college basketball than Conway, South Carolina. There's no question about that. Absolutely. And Brian, I appreciate that. And you're, you let me know anytime and I'll be glad to get back on with you anytime. You're, you're, you're doing a great job and I appreciate your support and having me on today as well. Well, Benny, thank you so much for your time. We'll catch up here with you real soon. Have a happy holiday season. Merry Christmas to you and all that. And uh, we'll catch up with you real soon. All right, Merry Christmas to you and yours too. Thank you. Benny Moss here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. When we come back, we'll put a bow on this Wednesday morning, cover a couple things on the way out the door here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. 
Gastonia homeowners, it's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to Home Outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more, all at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online, WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at rushhourwgnc at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820 or email us rushhourwgnc at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. Wednesday morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Corky and B-Rush here with you. Dude, I like this music better than my music. Maybe we should change it up. How would my sexy intro music (laughs) sound for the the Revels read? (laughs) 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I kind of like, like this. It's kind of growing. It's, actually, it's grown on me. It's jazzy, huh? I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of get excited. You know what I'm sure. saying? Sure. I tell you, what else could possibly excite you? Why like, you turn it down? Like, I don't like when you turn it down. I like, but but I want to make sure that you're getting the message out The clearly. message has already been out. Everybody already knows about yeah, Rebels. But, but look, people, look, when, when you work for Rebels, you wake up feeling jazzy. Yeah, like this. Yes, like that. Yeah. And so it's no trouble going to Okay, work. well, watch this. I'm going to give it back to you then. What you talking Since about? you're talking about being jazzy. Sounds like it's your time to do it. Oh, you were ready. come on. No. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's all switch right. it up. Put the red light on you. Okay, all right. Rebels Contracting Services, <laughs> they have specialized in do the it, healthcare imaging industry since 1986. 37 years of excellence in the field. Yeah. Located in Gastonia, North Carolina, Rebels Contracting, well, they're looking for the best and brightest. Yeah. Site superintendents, electricians, drywall and ceiling installers, and medical imaging install technicians. What is that? You know what that is yet? I don't know. I don't know, but... But there are people literally right now that are figuring out what it takes to become one of those so they can go work for Rebels. Because when you work for Rebels, you're going to get competitive pay. You're going to get vacation time and holiday pay. You're going to get insurance. You're going to get 401k. Jason Crisp is probably bringing donuts on Friday. You never know. This place is a great place to work. If you want to find out more, www.rebelscontracting.com or... You can just give Jason a call, 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000, Rebels Contracting Service, proud supporter of the Rush Hour Morning Show. So I go on the old Google machine, right? Yep, the Googleator. Type in medical imaging technician. First thing that pops up is Indeed. Guess of course. Who's, guess who's on there? Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they're making it known worldwide. They're looking for the right people, Well, so Brian. are we. Yeah. Seven countries. Yeah. Including Ireland. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, go to the Rebels. I knew that was coming. 704 864 2000, eh? Oh, man. Well, look, I, I Googled it and I see that uh, it's a pretty high paying job, right? It's a really nice job. And a lot of people are hiring. Don't worry about everybody else. Worry about Revels, but I still don't know what the I still don't know what the job entails, Brian. Maybe I need to check into that before tomorrow. Come back with a little more info. Well, last night we got just a few minutes left in this Wednesday show. Last night went to South Point High School taking on Fort Mill. Okay, all right. There's there's so much to cover. Three or four minutes isn't going to get to it. So, you know, I'm going to do the very best I can. Very impressed with Fort Mill's girls. Not incredibly uber-athletic, okay? Very well coached. They can shoot the ball a little bit. They've got some playmakers, one in particular, Jada Chambliss. Jada Chambliss, from what I could see out of this young group, because this is a younger group, Jada Chambliss is probably going to be the highest-level high school pro prospect that's going to go into college basketball. She's got that look to her. She's got that look of someone who's going to do some special things at Fort Mill, and, and there's plenty of pieces around her. Like, for instance, Reagan Reyes um, is one of the guards for them. She's got a great shot, little undersized, got a great shot, has a great mentality about her. She's a field general, 
great smile. She just enjoys playing basketball. You can see the joy brimming from her when she plays. Um, that Fort Mill Club, I'm going to be very interesting to see what they're able to do in South Carolina. I think that's a pretty good basketball team there. Amaya Graham, I, I just the kid is so strong, just so athletic, such great feel, dramatically better now than she was last year. Um, that's something else. Um, Brown, Brown, we were talking. Uh, we were talking earlier in the show about people driving on the, you know, just hogging up the left hand lane. A lot of people don't know their right from the left. Hey, listen, if you get drove to your left in high school basketball and you can't dribble, you're in trouble, right? Well, and that's and that's one of the things that, that Fort Mill exposed with South Point last night. On the girls' side, this is going to be something that South Point's going to have to shore up. They're going to have to become a little more of a club that can go to the left. Um, Fort Mill put a lot of pressure on their right side, forced them to go left, and it really sort of stymied what South Point was able to do on the offensive side of the basketball. Some good performances. Um, there's there's a youngster, um, Jocelyn. I'm trying to remember her last name. Jocelyn put together some good minutes off the bench. She does a lot of the little things, rebounds, sets screens, so on and so forth. Um, Amaya Graham obviously is going to be the star on that team. Um, this is going to be a South Point club that's going to have to rely heavily on shooting the basketball well. The problem is, is they were never able to really set their offense as such to get into some of those shooting postures. Fort Mill did a really good job of defending against South Point, and it made things tough. Talk about gonna, Jocelyn Wallace. Jocelyn Wallace, yep, she she does a lot of the little things, and I think she's going to be a vastly improved player as we move on through this year. The guys game. There's way too much to talk about now. We're going to have to dive into this probably a little bit tomorrow. Graham Williams, he's going to be the difference for this club. What they do against Ashbrook is going to pretty much stop and start with what happens with Graham Williams. Graham Williams, six foot seven incredibly gifted. He is a great piece of this South Point club. One thing South Point boys are going to have to do, they're going to absolutely have to shoot the basketball better than they did last night. I think they made two triples last night in the entirety of that ball game. They're going to have to shoot the basketball better because when you're playing against a team like Ashbrook, you're going to have two teams that are going to get up and down the floor a little bit. You better make you triples. Um, it's a circumstance to where Dylan Bradley had one early in the game. Lando Hunt had one late in the game. And it took Graham Williams two free throws down a point with .2 seconds left in the ball game. He swished both of them. 48-47 win for the boys. But there was a lot happening. I'll tease it for tomorrow like this. Student section. You gotta stay off the floor until the game has come to a close. You gotta do that. You just about cost your club last night, and we're gonna have to talk about that tomorrow. How a technical foul wasn't called in that situation, I'm a little stymied by, but we can talk about that tomorrow. Well, you gotta, you, you also gotta mention, Brian. You know, you gotta wait till the thing's over, right? Speaking of not being over, the week's not over, and guess what we just did? What did we just do? Broke our weekly download podcast record boom the week's not even over the week's not even over <laughs>
That's phenomenal. Crazy. Thank you, folks, for spending your time with us, checking us out on the podcast, listening to us live here on AM 1450, 101.1 FM. Till we're back here tomorrow at 7 a.m., have a great day. Glenn Beck comes on at 9 o'clock. God bless everybody. We'll see you next time. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.